Welcome to Code and Conduit, a legal podcast by Bloomberg Law, where we talk about tech, telecom, intellectual property, privacy, and cybersecurity. Hundreds of millions of Americans are realizing this year their data has been snatched in data breaches and privacy scandals at companies like Equifax and Facebook. One state that has taken the lead on the data security pushback is Illinois. The state's attorney general, Lisa Madigan, has stepped up Illinois' focus on privacy in enforcement actions, settlements, and public investigations over her 16-year run, Bloomberg Law data shows and is part of a larger trend by states to act as the federal government has yet to take big swings on data security enforcement. And privacy is already a major focus of the race to replace Madigan. Senior legal editor at Bloomberg Law, Dan Stoller says, Dan joins us to talk more about how the two candidates pitted against each other for Illinois' top attorney are both focusing on data security. Thanks for joining us today, Dan. Thanks for having me. So, Dan, states across the country have been more focused on data privacy and security. Why is Illinois' record under Madigan unique? So, unlike a lot of other states, she's actually been there for 16 years. So, there's a lot of turnover at the state attorney's general office. So, with her, she has the same track record throughout. So, you're not comparing it between three or four different attorneys general who may not have the same focus. So with her, she's been focused on privacy, security, among a, other, a bunch of other things that are important to most um, attorney generals, attorneys general, but um, her focus on the Facebook uh, privacy scandal, the Equifax data breach, leading multi-state investigations really pins her and her office in the state as one of the leaders of um, state attorney general privacy and data security enforcement. Yeah, I saw in your reporting that she stands out, her reputation stands out on the issue. So. Uh, one of the sources that you interviewed said that she's leading in virtually every major, major data breach investigation. So what did when you dug through some of her public statements, what did you find as far as her reputation here? Yeah, on, on most of the uh, big data breach investigations, and we you could pick any and all, but we'll all focus on Equifax and Facebook, um, those two incidences really brought out, like, like right away within say a day or two, she was leading the charge or coming out and confirming that they're actually investigating into those breaches. Now, a lot of other states will kind of waffle around for a few days, but she's she's pretty out there when a big event happens that's important to her constituents, she'll go out and just make it known that that's such a big issue. And even on a national level, you compared some of her actions to what the FTC is doing as well. Yeah. And that's, I was uh, talking to a source and they were like, it's, the FTC has only done 60, enfor- 60 or so enforcement actions since 2008. And from there, going forward, they've, they, they've been consistent. They do focus on a lot of the same big issues, but they're hamstrung by the they can't really put monetary penalties on companies where these states can actually go after them for the financial burden. So when, for example, Facebook is under a consent order, okay, that can only do so much but the state attorneys general can actually put on these $50 million settlements or reach these large deals that the FTC is somewhat hamstrung by now. And you said that she's had 29 settlements and investigations in the same period of time versus the FTC's 60. So yeah, that's a 
it's a pretty good clip there <laughs> for one person. Especially for a state that's probably not as big as the FTC, and their FTC's office has much more funding. So they're doing a lot with a smaller group, but they're just very active. In- oh, the smaller group, absolutely. So why are there more enforcement actions and probes happening at the state level in general? You talked a little bit about the FTC being hamstrung, but is it reflective of a larger trend? Yeah, so a lot of the enforcement actions now, so the FTC does get involved in most of them, but the state state attorneys general, because they're hearing a lot of complaints from consumers, they're hearing the day-to-day actions going on in their state, they're also tracking almost every data breach that's coming through. Now, the larger organizations, not to pick on the FTC, but the FTC, they may not have the resources to go through every single one where something specific to Illinois consumers is going to really encapsulate or really draw the attention of Madigan or any of the candidates going forward because it's affecting everybody in that state versus it may versus that at, at, at the FTC it may only affect a certain subset of the whole US so it's they're so focused on their state that they can actually go out and be more aggressive into it um, and even without less political pressure because they're just dealing with their voting population if the voting population wants more privacy protections as people said no one's going to vote against their own privacy so it's an, it's it's also an easier path for them than it is for the FTC who is balancing more political balls in the air. So yeah. so then who's, so Madigan's stepping out, and who are the candidates that are running to replace her, and what are their views on privacy? Uh, from the Democrat side, State Senator uh, Kwame Raoul uh, will be running, and then from the Republican side, uh, former Bush uh, 43 campaign aide Erica Harold um, and lawyer uh, will be running for the Republican side. So they both came down uh, in interviews with me. They both came down somewhat similarly on privacy issues, um, but that's not too ridiculous of a statement because in the privacy world, a lot of people say it's really not a partisan issue. But um, there are some areas where a Republican candidate and maybe a Democratic candidate would differ on regulations or the type of paths forward working with companies versus go- only seeking consumer input. So there's really this mix of they have the same end goal, but different paths to that. Yeah, if there would be some self-regulation imposed versus more stringent regulation. Do you see Illinois setting a path for U.S. privacy law in the future? Uh, I mean, we've seen all of the actions coming out of California, really taking a giant leap, leap forward with its legislation. Is Illinois going to follow suit or take a lead as well? They've been at, I mean, they've been pretty active in their own right in uh, various forms of privacy litigation. They're one of the few states with a uh, biometrics uh, privacy law uh, statute. Um, and it's one of the few states that gives consumers the right to sue under that statute. So they're like very uniquely tied into privacy issues. So going forward, I could see them co-opting some of the California privacy statutes. We saw that with data breach notification laws. Once one state like California does it, it'll slowly start trickling across. Not as expansive maybe, but it's, it's the sign of things to come. Well, thanks so much for sharing your story, Dan. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Bloomberg Law's Code and Conduit. For more on this story or for the other topics that we cover, visit us at www.bna.com and sign up for a free trial. Or check out all of our podcasts at Code and Conduit's SoundCloud page. This episode was produced by me, Michaela Ross. You can follow me on Twitter at the handle Michaela Ross A.